how can such a loving God allow blah 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 to happen God is sovereign he can do whatever he wants but he chooses to be governed by his we'll be talking about God's love hallelujah and I'm just going to do a quick um, summary if we didn't get all the things we stick these ones they're very important amen Jesus said to us in the book of um, uh, John chapter 13 hallelujah John chapter 13 he said a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another even as I have loved you so by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples when you have love one to another. Praise God. And so by that he gave us a command to walk in his love. Amen. The love he was talking about there was a God kind of love. It's not just our natural self-centered or selfish love where it's about us. Hallelujah. But he commands each and every one of us to love the other. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we also went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the love chapter. Amen. Although the apostle John had a, you know, a great revelation concerning the love of God and did talk about it. But God's love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We did say that. Amen. And all of us know what the love of God is. Amen. But I want us to take these things. Um, we're going to talk about it not just like it's a set of laws, which is what it is, though. You know, if you can deal with it from your spirit, you can at least look at the word and do what the word says. Amen. Now, love is patient and love is um, long-suffering. It's patient, it's kind. Um, we know what that is, amen? Love gives freely. Love does not have agendas. Praise the Lord. Love gives freely. Now, but that does not mean that when love has to do with relationships, you know, sometimes people are interested in some particular people that are unmarried and they want to get married and they show them love um, and you know, by presence and stuff like that. Yeah, that might have an agenda. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's not an evil agenda. Praise God. Amen. Other than that, we give out of God's love, God's command, which said that God's walking in love is treating people the way God wants you to treat them. All right? Otherwise, you're going to go overboard. You will not be able to know what you're doing. And you're going to be attempting to Please everyone, and that can be exasperating. Praise God, and you end up not pleasing God when you're out there trying to please other people. You know, you have people who come to you and say, yeah, if you're a Christian, you ought to be like this. Hallelujah. Love is true living. That's when we walk in love, we're really living. We're living the life that God called us to live. We're not being... You cannot be selfish and live the God kind of life. Walking in love is living the God kind of life. It's natural. It's common to us. It's something that we all have in us. 
All we have to do is to vent it. Allow it to come to the outside. Amen? Love does not go about trying to condemn or destroy or damn people. That's not the primary purpose of love. Amen? But it brings salvation. Now, love does not leave us alone if we say we're not interested. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we should persuade the people. Glory be to God. All right? We should persuade the people to come in. Amen? So love does everything to bring salvation, to bring us to the understanding and to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we have talked about the fact that correction is not condemnation. People think that when you bring correction by the word of God, that you're condemning, that you're judging, all right? Um, and it's not true. That's, that's perverted. When you're thinking that somebody's trying to correct something, then that person is judging you. Um, you have a problem. The wise man will receive correction and be glad. Amen? But a fool or a scorner will become angry. Glory be to God. And that's why you should not collect, correct your fool because it's going to turn around and begin to insult you and abuse you and say all kinds of things. And so correction is not condemnation or judging someone. Hallelujah. Especially when it is in your place to do that. Glory be to God. John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and we know that no murderer had eternal life abiding in him. It's not necessarily that you actually come out and kill the person, though if you continue along that path, you're going to end up there. What is there is that you hate someone who's a brother without cause. You, you're angry without cause. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer had eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Glory be to God. Now, he didn't just go out there and say, you know, shoot me on behalf of the brethren. No. He, there was a reason why he did that. Praise the Lord. When we go, one of the things we find out about love is that love will find a way to deliver. That's what we see in uh, John 3.16. God so loved the world that he found a way that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, because God is not a lawless God, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants, but he chooses to be governed by his own word. Amen? And, and so God does not just come in and just do whatever he likes. God speaks laws. His words are laws by which the universe is governed. And God is committed to his word. God is uh, 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 constrained by his word. That's why we, when we come to God, we say stuff like, Lord, you said in your word. Praise the Lord. That's how we bring our strong reasons to him. Amen.
So when we, are, when we talk about laying down our lives, it's making sacrifice, sacri- beneficial sacrifices for others. If you can't make a beneficial sacrifice for other people, you're a selfish person. Or you're being, you're not a selfish, no child of God is selfish, but you're being selfish. Amen? Because you're the righteousness of God. You're a person created in God's, you know, after God's image to do his will. You're created in true righteousness and holiness. You're just supposed to act accordingly. You're supposed to be yourself. Being oneself is being the Christ-like person that is in you. And how do you become a Christ-like person? Everybody just cry, oh God, make me like Christ. Oh God, make me like Christ. When you finish praying, you come out, you only feel good about those sorrowful things you said. The truth about it is that when you pray that, go to the word. What the word of God says to do, you do. Just like uh, Mary said to those servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Hallelujah. And that's why he says, and be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Be angry, he says, but do not sin. Which means people provoke you, you're angry, but you don't start cursing out like the world. So you, you, that's, when you do that, you're acting like Jesus. So when we do the word, we are being who God made us to be. You say, oh, you're just putting it on. We train ourselves to do what God says to do. Amen? Verse 17. But whosoever had this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hereby we know that we have the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence before God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. Hereby we know that, we abide, that he abideth in us by his spirit, which he hath given us. Amen? And so, love is sharing. Praise God. When you see somebody have a need and you can meet it. Now, it's not talking about somebody's feeling that you can meet their needs. Then they go about frowning all over the place. The Bible says, you should give me, you know, if you have it and I'm seeing you with it. You don't know how many people are involved. You know, sometimes you see a lot of billionaires out there, you know, you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know how many people they're helping. You say, they have money, they're not giving me. The Bible does not say if you have a need, your brother must give you. That's not what he said. He said, if you see your brother have need, 
And some people are so angry that people who seem to be ahead of them financially are not giving to them. They can't see anybody else. They only see the fact that they, they don't have, you know, he has 10 Labonginis, I don't have one. And then you have maybe five smaller cars, you can't give anybody anything. Quit complaining. Amen? And trust God to meet your needs. Amen? Love is caring for yourself and caring for others. If you don't care about yourself, it will be difficult for you to care about other people. So you care for yourself and you care about other people. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. He said, Oh no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covert. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love walketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. You need to care about yourself and care about other people. Care about what their eternal, um, about their eternal outcome, their eternal destiny or destination, where they're going. Care enough to talk to them about Jesus. Care enough if somebody is going over the cliff to stop the person. And there is no place where it's too late. Let faith kick in. Glory be to God. Let faith kick in. Talk to the person enough to put some word in that person. Enough for the person to come out of where they are. Hallelujah. Because this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. So that faith that you have will overcome that situation. Hallelujah. Love always thinks the best for others. Believes the best for others. That is going to be okay. They rebuke you, but they still believe in you. If anybody who corrects you believes you can take it. You know there are people, he gets to a point you can't correct them. You know, if you're somebody that when you start doing stuff, nobody talks to you now. God doesn't even tell you anything. That's a problem. Hallelujah. God's love for us and through us is real. Amen? Love makes beautiful. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis chapter 1, and in the first verses, it was began to talk about the fact that in the beginning, how that God made the heavens and the earth, and the earth what was without form, and void. And the Bible says the darkness was upon the face of the deep. So it was, a translation says that it was a chaotic mass. And God began to speak words and made it beautiful. And the Bible says that in Christ Jesus, God gave us beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. So God makes beautiful. His love makes beautiful. His love patiently walks to help. Hallelujah. To nurse us back to health. 
As you mean somebody is broken, everything's not working, love will still, will still stay with you. God will stay with you. He doesn't leave. He keeps talking to you. You know, sometimes when a Christian backslides, when they're in their drinking bars and all of that, somebody will preach the gospel there. <laughs> Another drunk will say something that has to do with the word of God. From the arguments we start, is God trying to get you back on track? Praise the Lord. Love builds up. It edifies. It goes around building up, building, trying to make sure that you're strong spiritually, that you're strong enough to withstand anything that comes against you. Love never thinks about hurting anyone. God's aim is not to hurt anybody. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you for the sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as those. He didn't say, be serpents. He said, be wise as serpents. Which means, you know what they know. You use it to protect yourself, but you don't do what they do. And you don't do anybody any harm. Hallelujah. That's a Christian. Hallelujah. A Christian doesn't say they cooked up something against me, so I'll cook up something against them. No. If it's not true, you don't talk about it. And if it's, if it's true, it will do them damage, but you don't need to talk about it because it doesn't do any harm to anybody. Don't say anything. Leave it alone. Love will do what it takes to deliver someone that is hurting You know, the world says stuff like this. How can such a loving God allow blah, blah, blah to happen? Now, because God is not a lawless God, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants, but he chooses to be governed by his own word. Amen. And so God does not just come in and just do whatever he likes. Love does not behave itself seemingly. God loves us, what? Unconditionally. But he has his laws. Because he himself is governed, subject to his word. He's not going to break his word for anybody. Love does what it takes. What is legitimate. Do you understand? Because God is not lawless. God cannot just start breaking rules to do some things. Hallelujah. When man fell, God could have just come back and say, Adam is mine, devil, get out of the way, and all of that, and fight to keep him. That would have been illegitimate. What did he do? John 3.16 tells us what he did. 
God so loved the world, not that he came, gave the devil a knock and took over Adam. No. <laughs> he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. He made, it, he made it a choice because he does not force himself on anyone. So he says, if you believe, you'll be saved. The word of God is the real solution. Meditate upon the word of God until it dawns on you. It becomes a part of your inner consciousness. Then faith will come alive. At that point, the devil can't touch you. He will move away from you. Meditate upon this word until it becomes you. It becomes your opinion. Think on it, say it, debrief your mind. And, you know, brief yourself on the word. Just remove the bad things, put in the word. This is what the word of God says. No matter what, what your feelings say, what the word of God says.